told her that what she'd done with Shiloh was impressive, but what she managed with people was equally beautiful. Oh, Marcus, what did you do? She whispered. He'd probably been missing long before any of them realized he was gone, because Marcus kept no set hours, didn't see patients, and came and went as he chose. He'd founded the horse farm. It was his passion and his life. But while he loved to make sudden appearances and engage with patients, he did so in his own time and on his own terms. He'd been a wreck of a man himself, bipolar, an addict, homeless, and an ex-con. When he'd found a horse on the small farm, he'd for some reason been left through a family inheritance. Like Shiloh, the animal had been starved and beaten by a cruel master and was terrified. In earning the horse's trust and love, Marcus had learned to care about himself. He told Olivia once that he'd been so afraid something horrible would happen to the horse without him, he'd become determined to live. In saving that horse, Marcus had saved himself. It wasn't that he hadn't grown up around animals. He had. His father had raised some of the finest racing horses in Tennessee. Maybe because he'd had money as a child, Marcus had known that happiness had nothing to do with wealth. When he inherited the family land, he had no interest in racehorses. He cared about people, damaged people. He'd been miraculously fixed by a horse, and he went on to find out how to help others in the same way. Olivia adored Marcus. Had adored him, she told herself. No, she did adore him. All that he'd been and all that he'd taught her would stay with her forever. He lived in a small house on the property, about a quarter mile from the stables, and the staff at the horse farm only knew he was gone because Sammy, his golden retriever, another rescue animal, had come to the stables wet, tailed between his legs, anxious. He'd been limping because he'd managed to gash his left leg quite badly. Aaron Bentley, managing director of the horse farm, had tried to believe that Marcus had driven somewhere and Sammy had hurt himself trying to catch up with him. But Marcus hadn't driven anywhere, not on his own anyway. His old Ford pickup was still in the driveway, and Olivia knew Marcus would have died before allowing any harm to come to his beloved Sammy. So they'd all become extremely worried. Aaron had called in the local authorities and they'd set up a search. Olivia had the backwoods acreage, while others had been assigned the pond area, the pastures, and the adjoining farms, businesses, and residences. They had now been out searching for hours in their designated areas. She and Aaron, plus the other two therapists from the horse farm, Mason Garlano and Mariah Naughton, as well the stable bosses, Drew Dixon and Sidney Rue, had joined the search. And so had Deputy Sheriff Vine and his partner Jimmy Callahan. Only Sandra Cheever, known as Mama Cheever, the house manager for the offices, had remained behind. There were miles of pasture land and forest out there, enough to keep them riding and searching for many more hours, but dusk seemed to be coming on fast. Twilight. Twilight in these hills. A dangerous time up here, if you didn't know your way. But Marcus hadn't fallen in the twilight. He'd had his accident, if accident it was, in the brightness of day. He was cold now. Stone cold. 
Olivia didn't have many skills in forensics, but she was certain that he'd been here for some time. He hadn't fallen in the dusk, a time when a tourist might become disoriented among the rolling hills, forested slopes, and rocky dips. This time of day frightened many people here. Kids told scary tales over campfires about the Civil War soldiers who continued to haunt the rugged terrain. Marcus had loved the legends. He'd once told her with a wink that the soldiers were his friends. In fact, he'd confided that Brigadier General Rufus Cunningham had been a big help when he'd decided to clean up, but he'd hoped his conversations with the long-dead man might cease once he was off the rum and heroin. She was down in a ravine with a dead man who'd been a mentor to her, and it was getting dark. This wasn't the time to mourn him. Only a few minutes had ticked by since she'd found him. There was no point in wishing him alive. Death was unmistakable.